welcome to Football Thunders, episode six. Joining us on this pod, uh, we've got Ryan Scott. Hello, Ryan. Hello. How are you doing? You all good? Yeah, not bad. You? Uh, I'm fine, yeah, despite a few uh, technological bloomers and my... Uh, my my tongue in my mouth not working properly. I think we're getting here in the end. Uh, Dan Finch is with us evening. Finchie! Hello, everybody. Uh, how are you doing? You good? Yeah, I mean, the internet's not helping, but apart uh, from that, yeah. Uh, so you're salty about the internet tonight? I'm salty about everything that's in existence. Don't worry. Yeah, that's standard, standard, uh, standard uh, thing that we you, isn't it? Uh, this evening, uh, today, on this show, wherever you're listening to it, uh, we'll be looking at the championship and how it's lining up at the moment. Pep uh, Guardiola, and there's some big news about him today. Uh, Phil Jones and Rio Ferdinand. Rio's had a word. Uh, uh, Mbappe. There's uh, there's been an improved offer today, apparently. Uh, more about that. And and very quickly, Harry Kane, I was wrong, he's staying at Spurs. Although he has says I'm staying for the summer. Summer ends in about three days. So, you know, t- day before the transfer window closes. So, hopefully. <laughs> but Harry, he's, uh, he's made a bit of a twat of himself, do you think? Or his representatives had. What do you think? Has he really, though? Yeah. Has he really? Yeah. Has he really? Let, 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 me just, let me just say this. All we've heard is stuff's been leaked to the press. We haven't had an official statement from Tottenham saying that he missed training and he's been fined. We haven't heard anything from Harry Kane apart from an interview that he did a while back saying that he wanted to leave until he announced that he's now staying. It's all been a lot of conjecture that, oh, he turned up late. It was unprofessional. We don't know whether he turned up late or not. I would. Now, listen, I know. But these things work. It's agents push. So his agent, which happens to be his brother, or was, I think that may have changed, has been angling for this move and said, don't worry, leave it to me, Harry. I'll sort this. I'll leak some into the press. That's what's gone on. And that's how it works in football. The agent or the club will leak. If the club want to get rid of a player, they'll leak it. And a source will say. So that's what... Dan, what's your opinion? Yeah, I think um, I think he doesn't look great right now. I was genuinely surprised that he got such a good reaction from the Tottenham fans because I did yeah. think maybe they'd be negative towards him. I've not lost respect for him in a way, but I think, you know, I think he, he doesn't look great coming out of it, does he? You know, you've made your point. I get that he's made his point and that he loves the Tottenham fans, but, mm, you know, things happen. All, all I will say, sorry, yeah. all I will say is I doubt they'll be singing Harry Kane's one of our own for about 18 months. They, and, they did on they, Saturday. They did it on Saturday. Really? Saturday, I'm surprised. When he, when he, he came on. on, they went and the Wolves fans were singing. Uh, no, the Wolves fans were giving him stick. They were singing. <laughs> they were singing a song that was uh, Harry Kane. He wants to uh, foxtrot Oscar. <laughs> oh, you right. can say it. You can say it because we're not. We're not. Um, we're, it's not for kids, really, is it? I mean. No. Uh, all right. So we'll leave that. That's the the lid on that. Two of us think Harry Kane's made a bit of a twat of himself, and one of us thinks he's uh, he's come out of it okay. But basically. Uh, I think it's. I think he's uh, slightly damaged his reputation by uh, behaving in the way he or his representatives have had. Uh, so let's uh, turn our attention to the championship. Um, uh, the top two at the moment: Fulham and West Brom. Uh, Stoker in third, Coventry in fourth, QPR fifth, uh, Cardiff sixth. Of those top six, there's three teams there that I thought, yeah, Fulham, West Brom, and Cardiff would be there. Stoke, nah. Fair middling seed, but Coventry and QPR are a surprise. QPR fairly inconsistent over the past few seasons. They they put together a purple patch of form. Dan, I think this is related to the fact they've sold McCauley Bond. What do you think? I mean, they they're bit. I think we went through it on the the channel, didn't we, before about how QPR's transfer mm-hmm. business they did some really nice shrewd business. And when you sign a striker like Char, uh, Charlie Austin to replace a striker yeah, that misses open goals, yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to go well. I think also they've had a reasonably easy start to the season. I think they had Mill first at home, who haven't started great. Hull, Middlesbrough, who are both still looking to bolster their squad, and then Barnsley. Um, but they've got Coventry next weekend, this weekend, so that should be a, a game of the top. Yeah, Coventry in fourth. Uh, Fulham have got 10 points, played four, one, three, drawn one. Uh, same as West Brom and Stoke. Uh, and Coventry as well. QPR and Cardiff both played four, one, two, drawn two. So, and Bournemouth uh, are are there on the same points as QPR and Cardiff as well. Um, so, I mean, 
Fulham and West Brom, no surprise there with those two, is there? Do you think? I've got to eat a bit of humble pie here with West Brom. Yeah, because in the predictions, I predicted Fulham, Sheffield United and Bristol City to go up. Mm. Uh, I, when I looked at West Brom, I said, I don't think there's too much there. But to be fair to them, they've started on fire. So I eat humble pie. I just hope it tastes nice. Uh, well, the thing is, you're, you're eating humble pie, and I wouldn't. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And at the moment, they're just out the starting blocks with four games gone. So there's a lot to change. Uh, but one of the teams you mentioned there, Sheffield United, find themselves in 23rd. Four games, no wins, one draw, three defeats. Uh, scored one goal, conceded seven. Uh, hi- hardly the ideal start to a campaign. No. Dan, what no, do you think? Um, I think... I think their problem is kind of stuck over from last year. They, they can't score goals. Hmm. Their strike force is Billy Sharp and David McGoldrick, who are both... Wrong side of 30. I think quite over 30, aren't they? Billy Sharp and McGoldrick are both. Yeah. Past 33. Uh, Ollie McBurney, who's is a big man, isn't he? And Rian Brewster, who's been shot of all confidence he ever had, bless him. Um, they can't score goals. I know they won in the cup midweek against Derby, but it's it's not entirely. It's Derby, isn't it? <laughs> it's Derby. Their game against West Brom was. I mean, we're talking about how West Brom uh, top of the league. They looked like a Premier League side playing a League One side. Mm. It, it it was night and day between the two sides. They seem to have um, hit a bit of Bournemouth syndrome. They had a, a consistent manager for a while. The consistent manager left. And then they've gone into free fall. It happened with Eddie Howe. He left uh, and then they've Bournemouth plummeted. And I can't remember who the Sheffield United manager was now. Who was it? It's Slavisky. It's Slavisky of Akikanovic. Right, no, Dan. no, no. Beforehand, who was it? Uh, it was a caretaker. It was the assistant no, no, took no, no. over. The oh, one that Chris, took him up. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder. That's yeah, it. Chris Wilder, yeah. As soon as, uh, as soon as Wilder left, that's it. It's just gone to pot, isn't it? The, the problem with Sheffield United is is that thing of when you get spanked from a division, you come down and don't change your squad. Chances are those players are still going to have that negative atmosphere yeah. that uh, that's around them. And in the first game of the season, they went, they had Birmingham City at home on TV, lost again. Your confidence is shot immediately because you're remembering last year that you keep losing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like um. I remember when, uh, many, many years ago, let's just go back to Lenny Lawrence as manager at Charlton. Charlton got relegated from the old first division. And Lenny Lawrence, about a year or two years later, came down to a supporters club meeting. And every he, he was saying, look, I knew, I knew when, I, when we came down, I knew uh, that uh, we weren't going to do well. He said, simply because there was a horrible black cloud of relegation hanging over the players. And we couldn't do much to change the playing staff. Uh, so we had those players who were suffering from that lack of confidence that got relegated. It is like a big black cloud that, and you need fresh faces uh, to to come in. And as you said, Sheffield United need a goal scorer uh, to get one of those in the championship. Um, I don't think there's many about, is there? No, but that in fairness, Billy Sharp has scored. I think all of their goals so far. I think he's got three in whatever how many games they've played. Five, I think, in all competitions. Um, and you know, if you put the ball in the box of Billy Sharp, he will score. Oh yeah. So, so it might just be that they need a bit like Charlton. I'll get to the Charlton bit now. A bit like Charlton, you just need someone to get the ball into the forward, and maybe if they can get the ball into Billy Sharp a bit more, goals will come. It's the uh, it's the service is what Billy Sharp will thrive off, and he'll get you fifteen to twenty goals a season, which is what they need, I suspect. Uh, Ryan. You've got to worry about Nottingham Forest as well. They've had an even worse start than <laughs> Sheffield United. Dan was yeah. on here the other week praising Chris Houghton, saying how he'd do a good job. And four games in, uh, no points, scored three goals, conceded seven. And yeah, I mean, the last, if I remember rightly, last season, Forest sacked their manager after four games because they hadn't won nothing. So is Chris. Chris Hewton on the way out? Do I don't think? think so. I think they're going to stick with Chris Hewton, but uh, you'll have to forgive myself and Dan for laughing a lot. Uh, the Lyle Taylor factor comes into play in a big way, and we're both more than a little salty about that one, aren't we, Dan? <laughs> I can't wait to watch him cry in May when they're in League One. <laughs> if there's any justice, we're heading in the opposite direction. No, we're not, actually, at the moment. Let's leave no. that uh, Let's leave that one <laughs> well alone. But yeah, for I back Chris Houghton, Chris Houghton to turn that round because I think he's got the um, 
he's got the he knows what he's doing and, and I think he's a pretty decent uh, he's a very good championship manager uh, and I think he'll he'll they'll improve and it, as we said it's only four games but yeah uh, losing four of your first four is not a good start but I back him you know to stabilize it a couple of draws and then pick up a win drop Lyle Taylor and jobs are good as far as I'm concerned they waving frantically they they just haven't there'd been no business from Nottingham Forest they've yeah. I think apart because they brought Brennan Johnson back, who was hugely successful last year at Lincoln and Blue League one apart, I think they thought they could kind of get away with doing not much business. And the only other business they've done is got James Garner on loan from United again and um, a Danish ringer from Watford I don't know a lot about. Um, so they've, it, that doesn't change the team when you've lost Sammy Amiobi, who I know isn't a fantastic player, but, you know, gives them something. I think they lost... Um, Michael Dawson at the back in the changing room, uh, you know, Tyler Blackett at left back. They lost a lot of players and haven't replaced them. You are going to struggle. Well, Tyler Blackett, didn't they release? Yeah, but they haven't replaced him. So that, that place at left back that they were struggling with, they've now got Gaetan Bong, who's not much better, and they can't take him out because there's no one to replace him. I, I would think so. I would suspect that, then, that, that this is a financial. They're, they're dealing with a budget. They're working on a very tight budget then, aren't they, really? That's what's well, doing them. They're another team, like we said about Derby and like we said about QPR before. They spent money three or four years ago, repeatedly getting to the playoffs semi-finals by <laughs> signing players, getting big deals done for four or five million pounds, like Asomba Longa, uh, Joao Carvalho. There's a few others along the way. Now they they didn't get up and now they're facing the consequences. Um, another team I, I thought would do a bit better so far, four games in Middlesbrough. Uh, they've only won one of their first four games. They've drawn two and lost one. Uh, Warnock, he's um, he's a pretty, he's got a proven track record. I back them to do a little bit better. Probably make the playoffs. I suspect. What do we what do we think about Middlesbrough? They, but in fairness to Middlesbrough, they had um, a big COVID problem before the season, oh, right? Uh, in, including I think some of their staff, and then they currently got a um, a big injury problem. So I think they've only got one striker fit. They played. I think it was not this the weekend just gone at QPR. They lost three two at home, and Neil Warnock said on the Friday only ten players trained. Yeah, that's not good. And uh, then they turned up on Saturday, and of course they lost because you've only got ten players training. Uh, Derby County, uh, a team we said doomed, fourteenth at the moment, uh, not doing too bad. But one one, drawn two, lost one, and doing okay. Five points from four games. It's not bad for Derby. When you consider the um, the crap that's been going on at uh, at their place, yeah, yeah. And, um, two decent. Sorry, Ryan. Just said like two decent points for them. Um, Middlesbrough struggling inside, and they got that draw. And they were unlucky not to draw against Peter. Peterborough scored. I think it was like the hundredth minute of the game when they played up at. Um, I don't know what people's grounds called anymore. It keeps changing. Um, it's yeah, it's up there. It's near the Chinese on the boat on the river. That one. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, to, to be fair, we talked about it on the pod that they brought in several old timers that were had mm. seen better days, but it seems to have solidified them just a little bit compared to last season. I know it's still early days, but it, it looks like days. it's doing a job for them. Uh, Dan's prediction of Millwall hasn't started off too great either. I'm sure you're both loving that one, being Charlton fans. You know, I don't really give a dustman's. It's Forest is the team that I want to see struggle in this league. Uh, Millwall, I'll take or leave them. I just want to play them and beat them. That's all I want. In, only... in my, my, in any, if there's any defensive Millwall, they've played sides that are either up there or going to be up there. QPR, Fulham, Cardiff. And the game they got a point was Blackburn, which, OK, they probably should have won. But when you're going to QPR and Cardiff and you've got Fulham at home, you're not going to pick up many points, are you? No, no. Uh, Fulham absolutely bossing it, though, at the moment. Uh, played 4-1-3. Um, uh, they've conceded three, but they've got, they're scoring 10. So they've scored 10 uh, goals this season. So they're going all right, aren't they? Well, I did put them in as my favourites. And I did say if they could get Mitrovic scoring goals, and he's got three already, I think. So... It's looking tasty. They've got Mitrovic and uh, a youngster, Carvalho, who I think broke into the team beginning of uh, the end of last season, Premier League. Uh, plays in the midfield. He's, he's been fantastic for them. Um, he's, I think they're, he's their leading goal scorer alongside the, the, the boy Mitrovic, which just okay. won't surprise anyone. I think we've... Uh, we've I mean, it's, as I said, it's only days in the Championship and uh, there's a few teams surprising us in, in both ends of the table. But what we'll do, we'll move on from the Championship, if that's all right with you fellas. Yep, no problem. 
Pep Guardiola. Let's deal with this now. Uh, today, was it today? It's saying I that... Have, end, end I have the quote, if you want go it. Go on, go for the quote. So Pep Guardiola was asked about his future after his City contract ends in 2023. He said, I've been at the club seven years and I think I'm going to have going to have to stop. I'm going to have to take a break and see what we've done in the process. I'd like to train a South American team, oh. maybe a European national side. Next, oh. um, if there's a possibility, a national team is the next step. I'd also like to play in a Copa America and I want to experience it all. Is he um, angling for when Southgate steps down? No. He, what, why would you want to take the England job? Well, uh, look at the England's forwards. Yeah, but you could take over Spain and just play with no strikers like I you know, do at your club. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but I think he's done... Well, he'll, they'll have a, he'll get a good season this season, I think. But there's, I've seen it time and time again where a manager says... I mean, the first time Fergie said he was going to retire, Man United's form vanished. Because suddenly the players thought, well, you ain't going to be here in uh, six months' time, so I don't give a toss, mate. Uh, I've seen that time and time again with clubs where a manager uh, says he's going and the form dives. Um, it's a risky thing to say. Ryan, you've got an opinion here, obviously. Being a... Well, first, I was just going to say, I think Dan's massively undersold the, the England side there. If you look at the young talent yeah, that we've exactly. got all over the pitch, don't just look at the forwards, look at our fullbacks. None of them, I don't think, are much over the age of 25. There's still a good five, six, seven years of international football in someone like Luke Shaw. And then you've got like Ben Chilwell, Reese James. Players he knows well, like Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, and and John Stones, and and of course, uh, now Jack Grealish. I mean, I'm thinking, have a a chat now, FA. Go and have a word. Because if if Gareth Southgate doesn't want to sign a new contract or isn't after the World Cup, then let's have Pep in. Exactly. The, the the list of talent. Don't forget, you've got players like Jude Bellingham coming through as well. And that's just the names off the top of my head. That's without even researching. So, uh, the, only, the only one I think uh, may not be feeling too happy about this is, uh, is Sancho. You know, he's at Man United. I'd be starting, you know, and he, he left Man City and went to, <laughs> to Dortmund. So He left before Pep was there, right? Yeah, but yeah, but Pep will still hold a grudge because he's, he's Man City through and through, isn't he? Nah. Yeah. I just thought he'd... <laughs> He'd be available for Spain. I think you'd look at Spain and think they've got young players too. Pedri, think, okay. Danny Olmo. I think, let's be honest, this is what Pep does, though. He does a stint here, a stint there, a stint wherever he wants to, really. He was fortunate enough to get the Barcelona job at the very beginning of his career. It set him on a, a pathway of success. He, he went over to Germany and had success there. He's come here, had success so the next step for him is just to go somewhere else after having several years of success and I, I, go and try it somewhere else. I think he's uh, he's lasted longer at Man City than he did at Bayern Munich, hasn't he? He stayed here yes. that, that much longer. Uh, at Barcelona, you can understand why he spent a lot of time at Barcelona. That is his club. Uh, but I, yeah. I, I said on a previous podcast, I don't know if you remember, we were talking about Man City signing Greilich. And I said, I wonder if Guardiola would walk the minute City win the Champions League. So I'm wondering if he's saying, this is my contract and if I win the Champions League, I'm going. Because he says, we'll look at the situation. I'm thinking if he wins the Champions League, that will be it. Mm. Well, time will tell. All I will say is I don't think that Man City are going to win the Champions League this year. So he's got, what, two years left before he goes? Uh, That's Pep Guardiola dealt with. Uh, Let's move on to Ryan wanted this one. Rio Ferdinand's been having a little chat. He's been uh, uh, having a little bit of chat about Phil Jones. Uh, Ryan, tell us more. Well, this is the direct quote from Rio Ferdinand. I'm liking these he's, quotes. This is good. He's taken up a youth team player's position in that squad right now. He's had too many injuries. I was in the same team as him. He came from Blackburn as a young kid. Everyone was saying he was going to be this great player. Huge potential, but injuries have absolutely annihilated his career and then confidence issues at certain times as well. He's never been able to f- to fully establish himself in the team, whether it's injuries, lack of form, lack of confidence. I think he should have gone ages ago. He should have gone before Chris Smalling went, find a new club and play some football. 110,000 reasons why he hasn't gone. That's what I'll give you. Uh, if, if he was that bothered about whether or not he played anymore. And even if the club did try to move him on, the chances are he's on 110 grand a week around. He's not going to go anywhere because he's not going to get anywhere near that. And uh, he's going to sit pretty and sit on that. I, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a fairly mercenary thing to do, but 
you're on 110 grand a week and uh, playing for the what? Well, being paid by the biggest club in the world or one of the biggest clubs in the world. That uh, and I've seen it time and time again. They'll sit on the backside and take the splinters from the bench if you're not even on the bench. Yeah, but is it a mercenary thing though? Because I mean, let's be honest. If your employer turns around to you and oh no, says, it's not a mercenary oh. thing. It's the way it's viewed. Right. It's a mercenary thing. Right, he's, gotcha. If he's got he's got an injury record as long as your arm. I mean, he only has to he only has to look at himself. He pulls a funny face and gets tears his hamstring. So, you, you know, he's he's got a very poor injury record. If he leaves Man United, he's not going to get anywhere near one hundred and ten thousand pounds. And the chances are he's gonna he's gonna get a contract like two years, and it could be even as because of his uh, his um, medical record, pay as you play deal. Uh, he's gonna sit where he is, and despite what Rio thinks, that that's what he's gonna go for. Dan, yeah, um, I think Rio's comments, in my opinion, are perfect. Um, people seem to be in outrage, like he said something wrong. What has he said wrong? Phil Jones has not played for Man United in. Ryan, correct me wrong, two seasons since he probably last made his league appearance. I think it's about that, yeah. He, they've, they, as they sold Chris Smalling in that time, they've now sent Two and Zabi out on loan because they couldn't get Two and Zabi in their 25 man squad because they were going to keep Phil Jones. Because even when they said to him, go for free, every other club went, nope. I think, well, I, think I think, I think I'll take it. From from Rio with a pinch of salt, and I'll tell you why I take it with a pinch of salt is because he's been paid to make to make to say things. It's like he's, he's he works for BT Sport, he's newspaper columns. He would have been someone will have uh, specifically. He's been paid to say that basically. No, 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 no. This was on his very own podcast. This was Rio Ferdinand's own podcast, his own personal opinion, which he gets you paid could for. Argue. You could, you could. Hello, well, no, you get, yeah, 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 yeah. Himself, is he? No, the sponsors he's, pay he's for it. Pod, no, he'll get yeah, the money. But he'll get money fair, for it. He'll get money for it. He's doing it for money, and he's getting more, attracting right, more right, people right, right, to right. to his pod. Let, I, I, I would agree with the argument that he's probably pandering. Stop to the defending fans. him just because he's a Man United no, player. No, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no. not. He's not a Man United player I'm a, anymore. I'm in complete I'm, agreement with Ryan. I, I, I would. I would say he's guilty of pandering to the fans. I'm not sure about him getting paid for it on his own podcast. Oh, I am. However, um, yeah. but I don't think he said anything particularly out of place, apart from this, everyone's former players, Trevor Sinclair in particular, took issue with it um, as speaking out against a mate. And um, I, I don't think I agree. I think if, Rio Ferdinand, bang on the, bang on the money. And the if, people are to blame in this situation is not Phil Jones. It's the Man United board for giving him a new So contract. rather than have a go at Phil Jones, why didn't he say it at the Man United board? You bang it. But even if the Man United board gave him the contract, uh, and whether Rio or Phil Jones likes it, and Phil Jones isn't stupid enough to go and give up £110,000 a week. Um and I, I, I think it's another fellow pro digging out another pro who's been suffering some pretty horrendous injury problems. I think that lacks class for my money. And don't don't think for a minute he's doing that podcast for nothing. Uh, don't even think that for a minute. He's not going to do anything for nothing. Dan, I think um, I think you both make points. I, I don't. I agree that I, he's probably he's definitely getting paid for his podcast. Like it definitely told like to talk about certain things. But I don't think this is one. I, for me, I, I genuinely, I, I can totally see that you shouldn't be digging out former teammates and professionals. I get that, but nothing that he said, in my opinion, is false in the way that he probably thinks that. And, and the majority of, maybe he's pounding to the fans, I'm in complete agreement that Bill Jones is wasting his own career and clearly he's happy to waste his own career. At the end of the, as you said, it is partly, you can easily blame the Man United board and maybe they should have mentioned, hey, it's the Man United's forms, um, Man United board's fault um, but if Phil Jones wanted to get out he has been offered the chance to leave for nothing Man United said to him you can go and he said no alright I'll stay here because he's he's going to get nowhere near the money he's getting now uh, and, and and also uh, he's, he's just catalogue of injury after injury if you're sitting on a, a £110,000 a week and you're thinking, I can go and play 40 games, because let's be honest, he's going to go to a lower-end Premier League club or a championship club. And the championship, 40-odd games, he's not going to get through that, is he? So I, I'm, I, I just don't think it's right. Another professional digging out another professional. And I, I get fed up with uh, uh, some players. I'm not right. Rio's always spoke his mind, but... 
I get fed up with the likes of Paul Scholes. Never spoke to the media in his career. Avoided it like the plague. TV company come round and say, yeah, here's a few quid, have this. Oh, yeah, I'll talk nine to the dozen. Oh, look at me, I'm Mr. Chummy. No. And another one I'll have is Roy Keane. Get him off the international thing. He shouldn't be there. He walked out in his country. <laughs> I will never, ever listen to what that man says or show any respect for him. Yes. Carry it right on, sorry. Going back to the Phil Jones bit. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I was getting a bit salty there, wasn't I? Yeah. What I will say is I think from Phil Jones's perspective, I don't think if he leaves, he's going to get another club because we've got a situation with Jack Grealish at the moment who's been fit now for about... Sorry, did I say Grealish? Sorry, I meant Jack Wilshere, who's just been released by Bournemouth after a year of being there, not being injured, but nobody wants to take a gamble on him because of his record. So so why why does Rio... Rio knows that. He knows football. He's in and around football. Why has he not worked that out? It's the same. The situation for, for Phil Jones is the same as it is for Wilshire. Because he gets the monies for making debate. It's how podcasts work. You it is, yeah. We don't get, I'd like to point out, we don't get a penny for this. If he gets controversial opinions and gets hits, the more hits he gets, the more yes. this his podcast brings in. So let's not be he's having Rio Ferdinand. He's, clever. he's, he's not daft. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's, he's not daft. But, but um, it's unfair is... on Phil Jones by Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand should have had a pop at the ball. Any, not not Phil but, Jones. But on the still, he's not said. I agree, I agree that maybe he shouldn't have gone in and made a comment about a player. I haven't heard the quote, so I don't know if it was a question or a comment that he made on his own. Um, but it, from just about the facts of what he said. Are completely true in my opinion. The facts are I true, think... but whether or not you speak those facts so bluntly, and, and and the big thing is, did someone on that podcast ask him the question? But then, if he's the host, it's his podcast, so I would suspect. I don't know, Ryan. Have I you heard the, only... the podcast? No, I haven't. I've only taken the quote from from that article and listened. See, to talk about yeah, it quotes course. quotes taken out um, of context can sound horrible, yeah. like that one does. All I will all I, I will say is I've heard the audio for it, and that is exactly what he said. Uh, I didn't I didn't hear the question beforehand. Ah, that's that is, what that you, you need to hear what yeah. what the conversation is leading up to. That I think I think the only thing that he got incorrect was the fact that Phil Jones is taking up. A, the space of a, a of a youth prospect because I don't think Phil's even registered as as a player for this year, so I, I don't think he's got that quite right. But I don't so, think anything. Yeah, yeah. I just I just look I just look now. Phil Jones is on your twenty five man squad. There you go. He, so, is he in? Okay, he's in the twenty five side of manager. Clearly, Solskjaer's clearly is. Um, you know, if the if Solskjaer really didn't want him, surely he's not going to be in the 25. Uh, maybe Phil Jones is not the person that Rio needs to be having a pop at. The board and now possibly the manager as well. I agree. Right. Should we move on? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was, was getting <laughs> fucked tonight. No, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's because we're, 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 we're all salty about different things, aren't we, Dan? <laughs> uh, I'm, ju- I'm just sorting about everything, doesn't yeah, I, I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, just also, yeah. just to throw it in there, um, Tottenham are, are playing tonight, and Harry Kane is starting. So, oh, okay. wow, well, that was I mean, over very quickly, wasn't it? Tottenham's Euro qualifier game. He's playing in uh, some st- whilst we're recording this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, are, they, are they playing Ferrero Rocher again? They're playing Ferrero Rocher. Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the ambassador gives the most wondrous parties. I tell you, <laughs> um, Mbappe. Uh, now, uh, a bid was made by Par- uh, by uh, Real Madrid. Uh, there's a couple of things about this, and Ryan raised this, and I think he's going to dive straight in on this. But 160 million pounds—it's gone up to 170 million pounds. Uh, Ryan, I know where you're going to start with because first of all, ignore the fact that whether or not the player's worth it. It's you've got more more questions in light of other things that have gone at other Spanish clubs, haven't you? Really? Well, no, it's just. My confusion is, is where has this magical lump sum of money come from? Because my understanding is Real Madrid are very much in a similar situation to Barcelona. They're not as bad as Barcelona, but from what I've read, Real Madrid are rumoured to be in debt to the tune of £770 million. So where have they magically come out? Can I, can I put that figure a different way? Three quarters of a billion. Right, Exactly. So where has this money come from that all of a sudden they can go, okay, we can spend up to £170 million on a player that is available in 12 months 
for zero euros. <laughs> Dan, what do you think of it all? Yeah, I think it's, as it proves the fast that is the, the uh, financial fair play system, isn't it? It's something that I think we could debate as football league fans, especially me, me and you as um, fans, fans of the club in the, yeah. in the lower league, yeah, lower league football in general. Um, you know, the financial fair play is a joke and Real Madrid are proving it because we know that 170 million, they will just say on their paperwork that it's it's coming in from Champions League revenue, TV Shirt revenue, sales, shirt sales, sales, commercial, this, that and the other. Yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll write off like that. And UEFA will go, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. But then clubs like Rochdale spend 200 grand on a player and it hit with, oh, by the way, you can't sign anyone for a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're spending far too much. Uh, you're, you, you, we're not sure who your owners are. Have a transfer embargo. Go on. Yeah. Um, the Football League love a transfer. UEFA need to start. They need, that's it, UEFA or FIFA, somewhere along the line, someone needs to grow a pair of testicles. Uh, ideally me uh, someone would needs to grow a pair of testicles and get one. A, and I've got one I'm halfway there but someone needs to grow some balls and 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 grab this situation because what happens is you wait for make a ruling and then Paris Saint-Germain or whoever or Real Madrid or whoever Man City go and hire the top lawyer paying him absolute spondulics to go and defend him in the court of arbitration and the court of arbitration Sit there and say, yeah, no, the, the clubs have got a point, which renders UEFA, FIFA, the FA, the Football League useless. I'd render the Football League pretty bleed useless anyway. Don't forget, this 170 million is just the fee. That doesn't include his wages or anything else. Bonuses, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, Image that's rights. just the fee. Yeah. And it's just like everyone, everyone was saying when the pandemic hit, oh, this is where the financial bottom will fall out of football. Really? And then several weeks later, Jack Grealish has gone for 100. Man United have signed Sancho for 75. And then Real Madrid are like, oh, look, I've just found 170 million quid in my pocket. I'm going to uh, go and buy a Paris Saint-Germain have spent a fortune. I know there was no fee involved, but they have spent a lot of money to get Lionel Messi, uh, a 33-year-old player whose legs aren't going to go on for much longer than. Hence, hence why, they're why they're in talks to still Mbappe. Um, but anyway, Get their money so, back. Yeah. As of Fabrizio Romano, he says uh, Real Madrid have made a bid of 170 million euros guaranteed with add-ons. So those add-ons... What? With add-ons. So yeah. uh, I don't know what 100, 170 euros to pounds is. Uh, hang on. I'm telling you, 140, they're going to pay 145 million pounds with add-ons. Before you so, get to sorry, you sorry, said, this is wages. insane. I'm sorry, I've got to cut in here. This is Only club three quarters of a billion pounds in please, debt. Please, 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 please. Only last week we were talking about spending a hundred million pounds on a 33 year old and that being too much. And now they're going to spend almost what almost 200 million euros on a 23 year old who's almost out of contract and the, the, what the, is going on and and the whole part of that deal will probably tip them into debt to up to that billion pound mark and can we just add on to the fact that ronaldo is now looking to leave juventus and Man he's City. on about yeah and he's Man on City. about 70 million uh, euros a uh, a year uh, gross that's before tax and they're talking about him going to Paris Saint-Germain to join Messi and everyone else. No, that, no. That's, that's changed now, isn't it? It's, it's now that he's on to Man City it's Man now. City now. Uh, how does that feel for a Man United fan? It's, let's let's saltiness. Well, Here comes the saltiness. Here we go. He's been linked with Man United as well today. Apparently, he now wants to come back to Manchester United because he can't go anywhere else. Can, can you uh, afford him? Can you afford him? Yes. You this sure? is the thing. Pe yeah, people talk all the time about finances in football. And they talk about... Man City are, are funded by a state. PSG are funded by a state. Real Madrid and Barcelona seem to have empty amounts of cash. Real Madrid because are the Spanish, funded by a state. <laughs> because Literally. the Spanish government just wipe it off. What, what a lot of people don't realise is the Glazers get a lot of stick from Man United fans for the money they take out. But no one mentions the amount of sponsorship money that the Glazers whoa, have brought into the club. Whoa! Before... Glazers didn't pay one single penny for that club. You no, do know I'm that. Not that. Yeah. The, the, the Glazers are, but... have said, no, 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 let me finish. Do you know how much debt Man United have, hoving, having, yes. have hanging over them that the Glazers borrowed from the club yes. to buy the club? 
yes, no, I understand that. But what I'm saying oh, is, is they've also brought in so much revenue from sponsorship deals no. here, there, and everywhere. There was, Man United, no. Man before United the Glazers turned up. Before the Glazers turned up, that money was flying in left, right, and centre. Anyway, the Glazers have just tripled, quadrupled your debt so that they can yeah, take but more money. Also quadru- no. if, if you look at if you look at the finances, they've also quadrupled our income because no. they have basically sponsored and sold everything. They walk would, away I, tomorrow. I would, trust me, I would, they, I, I would they, argue that they have made more money, but thank you, Dan. It's it's hard, but the reason it's like a middle section. They have more money, made money, but that's the world that we're in now compared to the world when they bought the team. Yeah, they, they're use, everyone is sponsoring off everything now. It's going to make money. It's not just them. It's just they saw yes. an opening, but, but they bought that is, club for nothing. Yes, well, but my point that. is, is Man United have still got more money coming in than they've got going out. That's but, how it's servicing. The but but the thing is with Man United, the Glazers decide. You know, we've had enough of this. We can go walk away. You're going to be left with a massive debt. You know that, don't you? Yeah, but 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 the thing yeah, is, but that that will be cleared in next to no time because every time there's even a hint that they want to sell, there's a three billion pound offer coming yeah. in from Saudi yeah. Arabia somewhere. Man the United makes so much money now; it's servicing its own debt. The two the two things to remember is one, as Ryan just said, they're going to make the, the one someone is going to spend the money to buy a Manchester United football club to say you own it, and two, as we've already discussed. Their debt is irrelevant because everyone else goes, oh, it's fine, you crack up your debt, we'll leave you to it. Debt means fuck all for big clubs. But, and yeah, yeah. Uh, someone comes in and buys a little League One club, uh, takes all the money out of the club and runs away scot-free. I'm not mentioning anyone's names, Charlton. <laughs> but yeah, no, but so Ren- Ren- can Man United afford Ronaldo? Yes. Are right, Man United bit- going to buy Ronaldo? I doubt it because he doesn't fit the philosophy that they're going I, for. I don't think he'd fit. I don't, I, I, I don't think he's the player he was. Uh, and I, he's not. He's a goal poacher now. And I'm also, uh, I'm also of the opinion you should never go back. Uh, I can vouch for this from a couple of girlfriends of mine. Uh, you should never ever go back. Uh, uh, he had his day at Man United. He needs to go somewhere. He needs to go to into Miami or something. But if I if I was him, I'd I'd see out the last year of my Juve yeah. contract and then go back to Portugal, where they're going to worship him like a god. I don't see him going to Man U. I genuinely don't see that happening. Dan, what do you think? To Man United, no chance. But I don't think that's from lack of his side. I think Man United, Man United don't do want him. Uh, yeah. Well, one, right. I, I, and even then, if they so could, we've just been arguing about Man United for nothing. Right. Well, let's well, no, go because... back to Mbappe. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Finish your point, and then we'll go back to Mbappe. I, I think Man United wouldn't do it as a football club. I, I personally, if I was Man United, I'd do it. I know that it wouldn't fit their system, but if you get a chance to bring yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo back, do it. Especially because the one thing I saw, I saw a Man United fan over the summer, not Ryan, I will say, but a Man United <laughs> fan I know who said, oh, we shouldn't bring Ronaldo back because of his, the, how much he, how old is, blah, blah, blah. And then we're getting excited when they rebuilt Cavani. And Ronaldo's twice a fair Cavani's. Right. Hold on. Well, first off, let me say Cavani's two years younger than Ronaldo. We've only got Cavani for an extra year and we're not paying the 70 million euros uh, tra- uh, wages for Ronaldo. Cavani's not earning anywhere near that sort of money. And the fee for Ronaldo is supposed to be 25 million euros as well. What so was the mad on- Swede on? What was the mad Swede striker on when he was at uh, Man U? You know the one, what's his face? Zlatan, Ibrahimovic. 200, yeah, Zlatan. Yeah. <laughs> he was on about 250 grand a week po- uh, post-tax. It's just that for me, over the over the years, the last twenty odd years, Man United do have a history of, of now and again, you know, getting stopgap players, which is what Ronaldo would be. Let's let's not muck about. Yeah, he would be. I mean, they had uh, um, Laurent Blanc Cavani from is. France. Laurent Blanc yeah. from France. You know, there, there's a few. Um, I just we brought uh, Henrik Larsson. Cavani's Henrik the Larson, same. Cavani, yeah. Cavani's the same thing. Um, but anyway, going back to Mbappe. Do we think this deal is actually going to happen? Because no. I think this is a heavily structured deal of money that they're offering. And it's just a way to say, right, well, when your contract runs out, Real Madrid tried to sign you then and PSG we'll said no. So we'll take you on a free and we'll give you all the money that we offered PSG. Damn. I think he's going. I think he's going. You think he's going? I think... Again, it sounds silly, but as you mentioned earlier, agent power seems to be so strong and Mbappe's word. And if you're PSG, I know you can afford to let him go, but if someone's going to chuck 170 million euros at you, take it. 
that pace I would agree with that. Off. Sorry, um, I would agree with that, except for they rejected 160 million. So surely if someone offers you 160 million for a player who's in the final year of his contract can leave for nothing, you'd bite chance. their hand off, wouldn't you? Yeah, surely. Yeah, you, should but you should do, but... but also, yeah. but the thing is, we don't know at the time, what I haven't seen, it's 160 million euros, but was it 100 million euros and then 60 million if he wins the Champions League? Uh, was it installments and was it... How is the deal structured? The current, the current thing, the one that they got offered today is a hundred and was it one hundred and seventy million euros? One hundred and seventy million euros add-ons. So add-ons. they're going to be guaranteed one hundred and seventy million with add-ons. I think they take it. I think it's one that I don't know when the window shuts in Spain. I believe it's the back end of. Uh, I think they're at their one ends in September, so I think they've got a little bit of time to do it. Um, mm. So I, I'd see it happening. I think at the end of the day, PSG is not like. They're, they're going to be short on talent as they lose Mbappe. I'm I'm not sure if it'll happen, but uh, we, we'll know. Well, we will know in the next in the coming weeks, uh, fellas. That's pretty much it for this evening. Uh, next week we'll look at some. I'm sure we haven't discussed next week yet. We'll discuss that later between us. Uh, but um, we're all a bit salty tonight. I've noticed. <laughs> I'm not. You're just generally not... salty anyway, so it's alright. Cholton right. <laughs> made a signing today. I know um... a loan signing. And one of my close friends is still trying to argue that we're going to sign. Uh, Who have you signed? Jack, Jack Wilshire. Elliot Lee. From Elliot Lee. Uh, Lee. Son of Rob Lee, ex Charlton Turnstile operator and sometime player. <laughs> uh, who, 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 Rob Lee, uh, who Gary Nelson says was the most gifted player he ever played with. So, uh, well, While we're still filling dead air, I've got to ask one question. As, as you're on both here. Go on. Um, Jaden Sancho. All Ooh. this talk of Messi and Graylish and Kane. Yeah. Do you think he's got away with, with the pressure being less on him, yes. given that he, so much money's been spent on him that he might have just sort of snuck in and a little bit himself down? A little bit. I think uh, I think Grealish is the one that's captured everyone's imagination this summer in terms of coming into England and the deal for, for Messi. And so, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Dan, I what think, do you think? I think now... No, because of the deals that are going on. However, if in six months' time and we get to January, December, January, February, whatever, and he's still, well, not still, because that's not the right word, but if he's not shown a lot, then pressure will come back on him. I think for now he's got away with it, but not long term. Do you think he's good enough to rise above that pressure, though, and, and to demonstrate yeah. his ability? Ryan, yeah, I... Okay, go on, Ryan. Good. No, sorry, Dan, you go first. I'll follow up. I, I genuinely believe he is. I think he's a, a real talented player. Um, I know... The Bundesliga is seen as negative, but you do get a lot of pressure at Dortmund. You're chasing down Bayern Munich. And in the big games for Dortmund, in the Cups against uh, in the Champions League, against Man United, against Man City, and in against Bayern Munich, he's, he's showed up. So I'm fairly confident it'll start. I'll be honest, I know precious little about... I haven't, I've seen just clips, the highlights, because as far as Germany concerned, I even want to hear the Mainz goal music or just want to see how Hertha are getting on. Ryan, your, your thoughts on Sancho? I definitely is, think is he's he got the enough? talent. Yeah. I, I, I think he's definitely got the talent. I think he's proved he's got the talent already. I think it's how he beds in. I'm a little concerned at his lack of playing time at Manchester United. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has made some odd decisions. He's paid £75 million for Sancho. What, what was it, 40-odd million quid for Varane? Neither of them have started a game, I don't believe. But, uh, but uh, neither uh, of them had a pre-season. Yeah, I think I think Euros. that's not a bad thing. I think it's good for them a chance for them to settle down amongst their teammates. Uh, Liverpool used to do this back in the late seventies and eighties. They'd sign a player and they wouldn't play him for months. Uh, I can give you a list of Liverpool players when they signed a new player. They wouldn't play them. The only exception really was Kenny Dalglish, but but they'd let them bed down and get used to being in, in and around the squad before playing them in such a high pressure environment. So yeah, Ryan he's a young... Abel, Andre Voronin. I'm, no, I'm talking about Liverpool in the seventies and eighties, not the uh, not the panic by Liverpool the late eighties and nineties and early two thousands. I understand what you're saying, but can you really say that about Varane, for example? You're talking about pressure. The man's a, a World Cup winner, a Champions League winner. That man knows pressure. He should yeah, be starting. But as Dan says, he came back late because he had the European Europeans, and he's come back and he's had a very little preseason, a bit like Jaden Sancho. So maybe they're just holding them back while they get fitness, and they're going to get 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and start building it from there. Hopefully, I would be shocked to not see at, at least Varane. This weekend, 
Well, yeah. my biggest concern now is we've just lost McTominay, so we've got a midfielder, Fred and Matic. Phil, oh, Jones, can, <laughs> Phil Jones can play defensive midfield, just 110 well, grand a week. You might as well. He used to. To make it even worse, the lad that they're dubbing the next Michael Carrick, we've just given him a new contract and sent him back to Nottingham Forest again. So we're, we're down to two central midfielders. Ollie's got a lot to answer for, especially after the Southampton game. I've got to say, team selection was bizarre. Ollie out. No, no, no. I'm not saying Ollie out. I just think he needs, I just think he needs to look at himself because we, we started the game, we started the season with a 5-0 win. Whatever happened to the old adage of don't change a winning team? And then the That's not existed in years. That's not existed yeah, in years, that adage. How how can you justify a squad rotation after one game? Yeah, yeah, it's true. One game. You can't. Oh, it's true. Can Green, I just... Greenwood, sorry, Greenwood was the, the main man up front against Leeds. Was fantastic. So what does Ollie do? Bring in Anthony Martial and Chuck Rash uh, Greenwood back out on the wing. Uh, while we're on the subject of Mason Greenwood, is he injured? No. no. All right, oh, no, 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 stop there. How the hell does that Muppet Bamford get in the England squad in front of him then? <laughs> Bamford is, is barely a Premier League player, let alone a fucking England player. Oh, God, this pod's I gone mean, off. I mean, right. I completely agree. I completely do not. Agree. He's not <laughs> right, He's on. not good enough. He's, he's, right, a, he's an okay player. He's never... Are you telling me for a minute he's got... <laughs> I No, I'm not having it. And right. Southgate's going, we're trying to protect Mason Greenwood. From what? No. I, th- I think the thing was is... I think was it was it Greenwood and Foden? I think it was they breached COVID regulations. Yeah, but they got um, Foden back in as soon as they could, and Mason yeah, Greenwood but, would have been in, Mason Greenwood would have gone to the Euros if he hadn't have picked up an injury. You tell me now that Bamford is better than Greenwood? No, you can't, can you? I can't, I'm right, aren't I? I? I'm right. Yes. It's, it's bonkers as the FIFA rankings. That's all I'm saying on it. Bonkers. By the way, listeners, we've we've lost Dan. Dan's gone. He's he's a complete wreck on the floor. Sorry, uh, no, Bamford isn't as good as Greenwood. I, I saw I think that sodding is... headline on come up on my phone and said Southgate the plum has picked the pillock, and I thought, <laughs> well, what's going on here? It's just no. World's gone. He was, this mad. is well worth listening to. Um, no, he's <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's an. Uh, I think Southgate has concerns over Green uh, Greenwood's attitude and professionalism, and I think that's why he's not in the squad. I've got concerns with Bamford's ability. He hasn't got any. <laughs> this is about oh, as much use as a fart in the thunder box. Tune in next does, week to Salty Thunder's podcast. Right? Does he play for Charlton? <laughs> well, well, the one thing before we go, go I just on. want to make a, a point, a different point. <laughs> um, the Champions League draw was today, and I want to know yeah, how do Man United consistently get that draw that they always end up <laughs> yeah. with? Why? Yeah. Who have we got? Always Villarreal, Atalanta, and Young Boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Liverpool have got. Um, so Chelsea have got Juventus, Zenit and Malmo. Liverpool got PSG, haven't they? No, Man City have got PSG. Oh, Man City have got PSG. They can swap notes on how to avoid financial fair play, can't they, Bellux? Uh I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, so that Man United have got that group. <laughs> Liverpool have, like, group of death. Again. Who have Liverpool got? They have Atletico Madrid, Porto and AC Milan. I'm salty as hell, Ooh. I tell you. I know, I tell Man you. City, PSG, Red, <laughs> Red Bull Leipzig and Club Bruges. And Patrick Bamford's a... going to sign for them and score Atrick. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't score that trick with a whip. No, don't, don't get me. That, that's started. a tough group, actually, to be fair to City, because Leipzig aren't a pushover. And you've got to play young boys. Great. Bamford and Fantastic, England I know. Show. It's amazing. It, well, the, I wouldn't play Landore, he'll score. It's fine. To be honest, I wouldn't bet on anything with our central midfield of Fred and Matage. It's not going to be pretty. I told you, you've got well, Phil Jones can come in. It's not a problem. We're going to have to call up Hannibal. This is going to get well interesting. <laughs> he got sent off the other day. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Right then. The, right then. It's all kicked off tonight, isn't it, really? Yeah. Last thing. Last thing on the Patrick Bamford front. We are playing Oh, Andorra. are we still going? What? We're playing Andorra, right? I couldn't care if we were playing Pandora. It, he's got no place wearing that shirt. <laughs> to be fair to Patrick it. Bamford... Francis Jeffers once wore an England shirt and scored. And Jay Bofroyd. I saw the pair of them. Uh, yeah, Jay Bofroyd as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. 
There's a couple of others. Uh, what? Right. Look, now, now. Okay. This is a, a Jeff Thomas. I'll give you Jeff Thomas right here and now. Uh, just Google Jeff Thomas miss against France and France Crystal Palace player, and you'll see how they threw away caps. Atten Carlton, Pauline Palmer, another one. And dear listeners, if you've enjoyed this tonight, stay tuned because in a couple of weeks, for the first time in years, oh, we're, gonna be we're all going to be together in the same room doing several, an extended podcast. So if you've enjoyed this, stay tuned for that one. What Harry we Kane's do- just scored. <laughs> if uh, if you want to get in contact, if you let us know who you think the worst England uh, player ever to wear an England cap was, let us know. Uh, what's the email address? And if, say, and if you say Chris Powell, I will come for you personally. Yeah, if you say Chris Powell, <laughs> I will be. I, I will gut you like a fish. Right, <laughs> Dan. What's the email address? Footballfunderspod at gmail dot com. Yeah, there's a reason we're called Thunders, and you've just been listening to why. Uh, we all have opinions, and 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 I I I spent the last ten years at football behaving myself, uh, and Dan will tell you it's so not me, it's unreal. So uh, I'm I'm letting rip now. I don't care. Um, uh, thanks very much for tuning in. You'll be able to get this. You know where to download it from here, there, and everywhere. We'll be back uh, next week with more. Uh, well, with more saltiness, I would suspect. Yeah, oh. Charlton would have lost two games by then. Would be out of the Johnston Payne Trophy and have lost a crew in the league. So it's like the, gr- the glass. The, the yeah. glass is never half empty, half full with him, is it? Have you know? I don't know where well, he gets I, it from. I, I'm a fan of Charlton Athletic. We don't do. Positivity. I suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, you know I'll why you're really... a Charlton. You knew why you are a Charlton fan, didn't you? Because at age five or so, you started showing horrible signs of becoming a Man U fan. So I thought, right, he's coming down the Sodden Valley. We're not. I'm not. I'm getting, I'm not letting him have any joy in his life. <laughs> I will be here ready to insult Fred and Matic when they stink the place out. And what, 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 in the next pod, we're going to discuss the funniest thing you've seen at a football match that you've been at. Oh, God. Oh, great. Yeah, I Dan, Dan Finch wins. Well, but, uh, Dan Finch later. wins, hands down. No, no. Dan knows where this is going, I suspect. Yeah. <laughs> the fun- I'll, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give them a tip. My one includes someone falling down a hill. So we'll leave it there and you can wait till next week. <laughs> uh, Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Dan, thank you very much. Cheers. Do you want some pepper to go with that salt, lad? I'm all good, mate. Uh, we'll speak to you Says again you. soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Patrick Bamford. It's got me echoes up there. It's really fucking annoyed me. Right, see you later. Good, goodbye. And we'll see you next time on episode seven. Right.